0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. This is episode 40, which is pretty exciting. Uh, That means we've been doing this podcast for quite a while now, and uh, very excited that we are still going strong. And hopefully, we have many more episodes in front of us. But we have a very fun episode today for you all. We'll get into exactly what we're talking about in a little bit. First, I want to talk about our co-host as always. I am joined by Alyssa Antonelli, who is the co-owner of Mickey Travels, and she is our foremost Disney vacation planning expert. So super excited to have her on the show once again. This episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels, and we will talk more about Mickey Travels later on in the episode. But Alyssa, how are you doing? I know you just got back from a pretty amazing Disney trip. We will be talking about that at a future future episode, which I'm super excited for. But uh, do you want to briefly tell our listeners what what amazing Disney trip you came back from?
1: I'm doing amazing. Um, I just got back from an Adventures by Disney, which was the Southern California backstage magic adventure. Uh, I was gone for the week with um, about 36 of our Mickey Travels agents. It was exclusive to our agency. Had the best time, and I'm really excited about the, you know, the podcast when we get to actually talk about it, uh, and I get to share. I, I, it's, I'm bursting inside, like just there's. It's like a. It's like rah, I'm ready to ready to share it all, but I'm gonna keep it at bay because that's not what we're talking about today, and we'll yeah, talk about I, it at a later date.
0: Yeah, I truly, I felt bad almost coming to you with this podcast topic. Uh, This week's episode because I was like, oh man, I guarantee you she just wants to talk about this Adventures by Disney trip. But uh, have no fear to our listeners and viewers. If you guys do want to tune into that episode in the uh, coming weeks, months. Uh, Definitely be expecting an Adventures by Disney-themed episode. We may have a special guest with us during that one, and we may be talking about worldwide Adventures by Disney and countryside Adventures by Disney, so it'll be very exciting when that time comes. But regardless, let's talk about today's episode, because today... We have a very fun episode ahead of us, and one of the things that I wanted to do with this episode is sort of start a a new series almost within our podcast. So the concept is Alyssa and I are going to go through our perfect day, or setting up a perfect day for our listeners or viewers if you are visiting the Magic Kingdom. Now obviously this is subjective, right, because you're going to have some people who like to go to the park for three hours and then go home and and have a drink by the pool. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's your day, that's your day. <laughs> However, I will say this episode is more aimed towards us trying to help you get the absolute most out of your park day. So that's more so what we're going to be going through. Tips, tricks, a full guide. And then the second half of the episode will be a little bit more laid back and fun where Alyssa and I will talk more about our favorites from the park and uh you know some insider tips and tricks so let's jump right into it an absolutely perfect day at the magic kingdom right off the bat how do you start off your day to ensure that uh your day goes really well for me Alyssa, uh and i'm sure you'll agree with this my number one like start before we jump into the actual like you know going about your day here uh ensure all you all of your tickets are actually set up Uh, because one of the things that I always feel the most bad about, um, you know, I was in the Magic Kingdom this morning and I walked up to the front gate and I saw a couple and their kids and their tickets weren't properly linked up and they had to walk over to guest relations and you know, that can be 30 minutes sometimes, sometimes more. And, you know, it, that's 30 minutes of your park time right out the window. So it's 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 a simple thing, but uh, I think you would agree it's very important.
1: Absolutely. Um, and as we know, up until the new year, you have to make sure those park reservations are made as well. So we wanna make sure, you know, and I guess that's what you're referring to with being linked, but you know, it's having the tickets, linking them to your reservation, making those park reservations. Fortunately, those park reservations will be going away soon, but we have a little bit of time before that. We have a few months, so want to make sure Mm -hmm. that those park reservations are made as well. Um, I do want to say one thing, Jared, before you would kind of continue down this path. You said something that really hit really good, good, solid point, and that is there is no wrong way to do a Disney day. Yeah. You know, right? We know that, um, you know, we all have our, and I think if we asked a thousand people how they did their Disney day, we get a thousand different answers. Um, and there is no, there is no wrong way because every family is different. Every family's configured differently. Um, you know, it just depends on what you're looking for, but whatever you're looking for, there's ways to maximize the day, which I think is what you were getting at. And I just wanted to clarify that we're not saying to anybody listening out there that you have to do it this way or it's going to be a bad day.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, exactly. That's kind of what my point was earlier. (laughs) You know, everybody, everybody has a different way they go about theme parks. To be honest with you, if I had to tell you my perfect day of going to the Magic Kingdom, for me, that would include, like, you know, uh, a few hours in the morning, and then bouncing back during, like, sunset hours. Like, you know, everybody's different with that sort of stuff, but... For this, this is more like Alyssa said, we're more so giving advice on how to like maximize and get the most out of your park day where you you feel like when you leave the park, okay, I really got I got a lot out of that day. And I feel like I accomplished a lot and I don't regret any of my actions. Like that's kind of what we're what we're shooting for here. Um but again, you know, it, it may not be for everybody, but we'll see. We'll we'll see if we surprise you because I'll be honest. I got some tips and tricks that are for the leisure people who just want to take it easy too. So we'll we'll cover all those bases. But my second thing that I definitely wanted to cover again, the first half of this episode is going to be more particulars when it comes to planning a day at the Magic Kingdom, and the second half will be more like favorites and you know fun tidbits and tricks and and things like that that'll be more specific to what Alyssa and I love. But my second thing that I wanted to go over personally is the virtual queue. Uh Tron, Light Cycle Run, is running on a virtual queue, and that virtual queue opens up at 7 a.m., um, you know, so you're going to want to, if you have your ticket linked up, you got your reservation, you will want to wake up, you know, and get that virtual queue. Because every single day, those virtual queues go quickly. Some days, very, very quickly. I mean, matter of seconds quickly. So... Although it won't be your only opportunity of the day, there will be more virtual queue time slots that open up around one o'clock in the afternoon. It is extremely important and, you know, it it can really set up your day nicely if you jump in and get that. I don't know.
1: I I think that's really smart as well. And let's remember that, um, you know, the whole Genie Plus Lightning Lane virtual queue, you know, um, I, I think Disney is trying to kind of bring that a little bit, you know, tighter and cleaner and neater, Mm. which we're not, we don't know what that means. Um, But until then, uh, you know, we have what we have and (laughs) let's make the you know, you want to make the most of it. Um, That's an attraction that some people don't realize that they need a virtual queue for. So they go there and they go running over to Tron and then they can't get on. And it's a real disappointment. The one thing to always keep in mind is you never want to disappoint those little kids of yours who yeah. are really taking your lead on the vacation and you don't know what's going on. So you head over there. Kids are like running like in slow motion mm. and you get there and you can't get on. And then yeah. try explaining that to your eight and 10 year old who all they cared <laughs> about was riding Tron.
0: Yeah. They're, they're going to have absolutely zero sympathy or clue what virtual <laughs> queue even means. They're going to gonna bust, bust
1: through the <laughs> cast member and be like, I'm yeah. going on, I'm going on. I do want to also say, Jared, just to piggyback on something that happens early, right? Because I think we're sort of, it seems like we're doing a chronological type of day, if you will. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Would be early entry. Yeah. Um, You know, if you're staying on property, which we always encourage, right? Um, Staying in a Disney resort, utilizing early entry, it is a half an hour, but that half hour is critical. It is yeah. crazy what you can get done in a half an hour. It is a half an hour, right? I'm not It
0: is. Yeah. It because is. it used
1: to be early an early extra magic hour. Yeah. And that hour I used to say you could do so much. And it kind of got oh, cut down gosh. to a half an hour. But you can still get a lot done in a half an hour. And of course, my advice would be, and this would be for anybody, whether you're taking advantage of an extra of a Uh, early entry, half hour, or going in at park opening is go directly to a popular attraction. Mm -hmm. One that doesn't have a lightning lane if you haven't gotten a lightning lane. So for example, head over to one of the mountains. Uh, Unfortunately, Splash is down right now. So we're talking about Mm -hmm. Big Thunder or Space, Um, you know, something, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, something that you know is going to even, I know it's crazy, Peter Pan. Yeah. No, I know it's you don't think of Peter Pan is like the one of the big rides, but it yields a long standby line. Right, Jared? Yes. I mean, yeah, I've seen it above 100 minutes.
0: Oh, 100 percent. I think that's excellent advice. That, that was actually next on my uh, to do list as well. Um, you know, for me, when it comes to planning your your Disney day and you want to get the most out of that, that early time period, if you're in a ride centric you know, zone, and that's what you want to do, which which I will, not going to lie, that's most families and most people that want to experience all the attractions. Um, you know, definitely, definitely utilize early entry if you have it. For the Magic Kingdom, it's set up where the early entry entry, early entry entry is to the right. Uh, so you would enter through Tomorrowland. Now, if you utilize that 30 minutes and you walk straight through, you got on Space Mountain right away, and then you could walk straight through and jump on Mine Train and get in that line before almost the majority of the people coming through the Magic Kingdom or a, a good chunk of them. Then you have two major, major attractions off your list for the day already. And and that's that's frankly without the need of Genie or things like this. So that's it's really excellent advice. And just to put our money where our mouths are shall we uh one of our amazing reporters uh kayla actually tested this theory just a week ago um she went in and was filming some content for our pages and what she did was she utilized early entry she had a uh, friend who was staying at a Walt disney world resort utilize early entry and tried to see how many attractions she could get on without genie without lightning lane before noon and it was incredible to see the results of all that. We ended up writing a full article on that on mickeyblog.com if you want to go check that out. Um, but And it's underneath the planning section of our website, just so you everybody's aware. But it was really incredible how much she was able to show you can actually get done in a short period of time. And it also adds kind of prudence to like, again, I'm not going to tell people what to do when it comes to Genie or Lightning Lane. That's completely up to what works best for your family. In my opinion, Genie and Lightning Lane is 1000% worth it during specific times of the year. I don't think it's always needed, but I do think it is for certain times of the year. But regardless, if you're trying to elect to not use Genie and Lightning Lane, that early entry can really, really save you. Just something I I thought about. Yeah. Um, and again, thing- regardless
1: of whether, if, even if you're not using, you know, G plus lightning lanes or early entry, let's say you're, I'm not doing it. Right. That's okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's okay. You're not, I mean, hopefully if you're, you know, staying in a Disney Resort, you'll take advantage of the early entry. It's part of your package. But let's just say you're like, no, I'm not doing it. No, one's telling me I'm doing that. I'm not spending extra money for G plus or lightning. Lanes. That's fine. Still have the mindset of when you get there and if you get there somewhat early to go and hit those bigger attractions because by mid morning to late afternoon to early after late morning to early afternoon, you'll see standby lines that could be, you know, hour and a half, two hours.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. And that brings me more so to my next point that I think Alyssa is going to agree with here. Um, You know, Occasionally, we're always on the same page. Uh, I would say
1: been on the same page a lot lately.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm actually. Yeah. I think this podcast has made me learn how similar it's brought us close to Jared. I, I I think so. I think especially <laughs> when, wait till Christmas time. We're going to be just. We're going to be so
1: instinct. It's going to be ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I I, it's gonna I be almost, ridiculous. I almost think we're going to lose listeners and viewers during the holidays because we're going to be so obnoxious about how. Holly, jolly, happy we are about Disney holidays. It's going to be but, merry, jolly, and bright. <laughs> I will not apologize, but either <laughs> way. I'm just even, warning
1: our listeners now.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're warning you ahead of time. we got a few months to prepare. Uh, no, but one of the things that I wanted to sort of mention, you know, before I go into another side of early entry and, you know, make a list before you even go to the Magic Kingdom. Make a list of attractions and things you want to do and you want to see, you know, because that's going to help you decide one which direction you want to go to first, but also it's going to help you decide if you do want Genie or Lightning Lane. Because if your top five attractions are Space Mountain and, and, you know, Seven Dwarves and Thunder Mountain and, you know, maybe you should, and Tron, like maybe you should consider Lightning Lane and, and these things because these lines can get up to an hour to two hours on a daily basis um, however if the those thrill rides aren't on like a huge huge vocal point then there's ways to plan these things but it, it all depends really on what you and your family or your group is really shooting for i mean i've gone with families who don't like thrill rides at all and like to sit on you know the dumbo and that's perfectly fine nothing wrong with that but it's once you sit down and, and you know, this is like a Mickey travels agent can help you plan these things out. But at the same time, a Mickey travels agent, nobody can, can say what you want to do. Only you know that. So you can tell your, your Mickey travels agent, if they're helping you plan a vacation. Okay. This, these are the things I really want to do. Help me plan my day. But that's like the that's the big advice i would give to anybody it's like figure out exactly the the xs and os you want to cross off because that's going to make your day so much easier to plan and figure out you wouldn't think that's a big deal but then you get there and you're looking around and you're like uh where do i go next because trust me i see it i see it all the time i constantly i see families who are like uh left right straight um you know like <laughs> people people get nervous out there i don't well, know another thing by about. the way
1: another little tip that i like to mention to our clients is um and this is something much closer to vacation day days is check on refurbishments um ahead of time um and also for day of check on any attractions that are down for maintenance Or mechanical issues which let's be honest is a thing at walt disney world sorry it's a thing and we kind of have a running joke that there are certain attractions that are always down right like we just know that but again going back to the kiddos you don't if you know uh, let me give you a personal story if i if you'll allow me for a minute our middle son was a huge Haunted mansion fan um and we were coming oh he was maybe eight or nine and I uh, didn't check the refurbishment schedule, and haunted mansion was down no. the week that we were here. Didn't Summer. no prep, couldn't prep him. Didn't know. We walked over to Liberty Square, and it's dark. I mean, and it was light out, but it was all dark. Nothing there but there was a Dark, was rain telling cloud.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like <laughs> just raining over the haunted mansion. And when I tell you the disappointment that he had, oh, I, it broke my heart. Like I wanted them yeah. to open it just for him. Had I known that that was going to happen, I would have had a I would have had a backup plan. I would have prepped him. So it's really great to check the refurb schedule ahead of time. Now you can't be prepared for uh, attractions that go down for mechanical and maintenance issues. Um, that happens on a daily basis. You hope they go back up, um, but also kind of be prepared for those as well because I know clients of ours who have been disappointed when all their child wanted to do was ride rock and roller coaster, which seems to go down quite a bit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they get there and, you know, it's down. Um, Just to give you a quick kind of little funny story, if I may, Uh, we were just in Disneyland and Mr. Toads reopened after a refurbishment. And of course, Mr. Toads is beloved and everybody was excited. It was on our last day there And we got there and people were in line. And all of a sudden, the cast member said, it's down. It was only open for about an hour and a half. And it shut down. And the Uh. faces of these people, no ETA of when it was going back up. But again, disappointment. It happens. um, But just kind of take So there were a lot of people coming over that didn't know. So, yeah, check your apps. See when things are down. Be prepared to pivot and go check something else.
0: Yeah, I I think that's great advice. I mean, I am a huge Pirates fan. I mean, don't even get me started, Alyssa, about how excited I was the other night when they had the Rusty Cutlasses out in Adventureland (laughs) and they had the Pirate Band. I I like just adored it. Pirates is my favorite attraction and, and I had always heard that the one in Disneyland is even better than the one in Walt Disney World. So last year I went to Disneyland for my first trip out to Disneyland and I didn't check I, I didn't check the refurbishment thing because I was like oh, well, well, let's just do this thing and I was, I was covering an event obviously for the company but still when I was out there I remember Getting up to pirates and then being like, Oh, it's closed for a few months. And I remembered like my heart <laughs> just sank to the ground. I was like, No, I was so sad. Did so
1: you do that skeleton that had the sword <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was I felt exactly. I felt like I was one of the actual and by the way, skeletons. It is
1: better at well, at Disneyland than it is at Walt Disney World. Sorry. That's great. Just just, 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 force salt
0: on there. just pour some salt on there. I wrote in the it wound.
1: twice last week.
0: Sorry. I'm really happy for you. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I got to.
0: It, it's one of those, but the beauty of it, I will say, the beauty of that is it makes you want to book another trip because all of a sudden you're like, well, I got to go experience it. So, uh, you know, I don't know. But yeah. no, it's great advice. It, it's something to be aware of because a lot of attractions do go through refurbishments. Sometimes they're routine, sometimes they're big. We're waiting for a huge addition over at the Haunted Mansion and the Magic Kingdom, which is the Hatbox Ghost. Um, they didn't really give us a specific date on when that's dropping, so a lot of times we're routinely checking the ride now because we know where he's supposed to arrive, but we don't know when, and it's better to be safe than sorry. But uh, my last piece of advice before- But they have on, it at like, Dis-
1: but he's in Disneyland Haunted Mansion.
0: I, look, everything's just, out in Disneyland. All the good stuff, uh, we're just-
1: Just saying he's there. If anyone wants to go to Disneyland, He's there now.
0: <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. But um, another thing that I wanted to bring up uh before we switch over to like more specifics on favorite attractions and dining options and you know, tips and tricks from Alyssa and I's own experience in the second half of the episode, another little little tiny if I could piece of advice I could bring up um that I actually originally got from Mickey Travel's agents. Which is when you go into the Magic Kingdom, if you're rope dropping, which again, huge piece of advice, rope drop. But if you are rope dropping and you don't have early entry, let's say you're staying off site, um, you know, go left. Okay, that sounds that sounds simple. You're like, what do you mean go left instead of go right? There's a few reasons for this, okay? So rope drop adventureland or rope drop liberty square. The reason I bring this up is because early entry in the Magic Kingdom actually works in a way where they're opening up the right side. So not only are, like, they say over 60% of people typically choose going right over going left naturally because most people are righties over lefties. But not only that, but you have all the early entry crowds that went right first. So there's going to be more crowds off to the right as well. So the reason I bring this up is usually you can hit things like Thunder Mountain. You can hit pirates you can hit jungle cruise haunted mansion these are pretty big attractions that you can cross off your list with very minimal wait times um oftentimes when i rope drop adventureland and walk that way first i notice pirates five minutes the first 30 minutes of the of the day thunder mountain 10 15 minutes the first hour of the day same thing as haunted mansion jungle cruise i mean these are popular attractions all four of those and they fill up quickly. So it's a simple, it's a simple little trick, but trust me when I say like I have physically confirmed it 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 works. Like I don't know if if there's a science behind it, but I just know that more people rope drop to the right than they do to the left. So I don't people know. naturally gravitate towards the right in
1: everything they do anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Except and I'm sorry because then we're talking about Magic Kingdom. I do Mexico. I go left, so I. Have, we should have a whole. I think we should have a whole podcast about Canada or
0: Mexico. Uh, you know, I could be I a don't, well, I
1: mean, we could do an hour on that. Just saying. Be, so I'm going to tell you, honest. I do go left. In, in world honest. showcase.
0: I don't think we should do an episode on that because I go right towards Canada, and I just feel like if we're on uh, two separate sides, it's just going to get ugly for an hour straight. And, yeah, that's true. Know. Let's
1: just let's just agree to disagree. <laughs>
0: We'll just, we'll just keep moving on. <laughs> uh, no, but I, uh, I really hope these more specific tips, especially for mornings, when it comes to starting off your day, I hope these specific tips helped you guys uh, when you're thinking about doing your next Magic Kingdom day because they're little things um, and they might seem little, I guess, on the surface, but they're not actually little. Things like getting your tickets fully prepared can be the difference between missing out on 30, 45 minutes. Getting the 30 minutes of early entry can be the difference between getting on two, three big attractions before everybody else. I mean, even going left instead of going right can save you time and get you on more attractions. These are things that the reason Alyssa and I brought all these things up is because it, it can not only save you time, but get you on more attractions, which is gonna it's going to bring you all those memories, especially when you got a kid. Who is really excited for something and unfortunately gets let down because, you know, you can't, like we said, you can't explain virtual queue to a nine-year-old who just really wanted to go on Tron. They're going to look at you like, I don't know what that means. I just wanted to go on roller Coaster. (laughs) So, oh man. But... Let's jump into the second half of the episode, but before we do, we are going to talk about Mickey Travels, as we always do, because this episode of the Mickey Bog Podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Mickey Travels. Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney, and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, Making Magic, one vacation at a time. So, Again, I we I I know we already spoke about this, but, you know, this episode is another one of those episodes that really adds sort of credence to why we talk about Mickey Travels so much. Because a lot of the things that we spoke about um, are things your Mickey Travels agent, if they're helping you plan and book your Disney vacation, are going to go over with you. Um, in fact, almost every single thing we went over. These are these are Disney planning experts. These are people who are here to help you in every single way. And, um, you know, making, getting the most out of your day, that's what they're here for. So, um, if you are looking to plan like a first time Disney trip, or if you're, if you haven't been in a while, if you're nervous about that magic kingdom day, like what we're talking about today, then reach out to a Mickey travels agent, have them help you book your vacation because they can walk you through it all. And, um, and they'll probably explain it better than I can, because, you know, I'm not always the best at speaking, despite hosting a podcast. Well, and, remember, and you
1: are very good at it, Jared. And just remember also one little other little tidbit about the amazing Mickey Travels agents is their services are free.
0: Exactly. So
1: you're getting all of the advice, the guidance, everything that you need. And it's not costing you any
0: more than doing it on your own and being extremely confused. Exactly. Nobody likes being extremely confused, especially on a vacation. I mean, yeah, we don't need that. All right. Just instead, you can watch the podcast and look at me get extremely confused about different things. Exactly. It's way more fun. So let's talk. Let's talk particulars. Let's let's have a little bit more fun. The second half of the episode, not to say all the specifics in wasn't fun. But we're going to talk particular things that Alyssa and I really love when it comes to the Magic Kingdom and things that might help you when it comes to planning your Magic Kingdom day if you also line up and really like what we like. So uh, one of my big tips and tricks, Alyssa, is dining. Now, obviously, when it comes to dining, there are sit-down restaurants at the Magic Kingdom. However, let me just give you a few tips and tricks when it comes to quick services and places to get food and and dine, if you are not wanting to do that sit down, if you're if you prefer to just let's do attractions, let's get the most out of this whole Disney day. If that's your group, then then maybe this advice is more for you. Um, because for me, I really really love, for example, Sleepy Hollow i love that little quick service restaurant stand right at the entrance to liberty square it's right near um the haunted mansion uh for for breakfast in the mornings they do this huge nutella waffle it's coated in strawberries and all this fruit it's just really really great snack one of our favorites at the blog and the agency um casey's corner another amazing quick service restaurant if you like hot dogs and corn dog nuggets and things like that. And Columbia Harbor house is another really great quick service restaurant. And the reason I bring up Columbia Harbor house, one of my favorite things to do in the magic kingdom, when I need to take a break or just sit down for a second is to go upstairs. Once you go upstairs, it's way more quiet. Lots of people don't even realize the upstairs exists and you can actually walk all the way over to where the above sort of little tunnel bridge is in between Fantasyland and Liberty Square and sort of do some people watching. So just a few pieces of advice. You took the words right out of my mouth about, I was gonna say about Columbia Harbor House,
1: um, great food, Um, they have to bring their tuna sandwich back. If anyone's listening at the Columbia Harbor they (laughs) need to bring the tuna. That went away with COVID and they need to bring it back, but that's for another time. Um, I love, it's a great place to get a quick rest nice you know meal um but i do agree gotta go upstairs i know you gotta trek that that tray Mm -hmm. upstairs but it's kind of like i don't know if this is the right word it has little nooks and crannies kind of nooky, which i love um and i was gonna say as well you can people watch watch people going on to haunted mansion watch people Mm -hmm. kind of just coming from like you said fantasy land um I love people watching. I could make that a sport. Um, So it's a nice reprieve. It's a nice meal. It's fun to people watch. Probably the best quick service meal in Magic Kingdom, for sure. I do want to say one thing, though, Jared, if I can kind of go back chronologically. One of the things that we like to do in the beginning of the day, in addition to all the things and tips and tricks that we said is, you know, make sure you get to Main Street Bakery and grab your Starbucks coffee.
0: Yeah. Like and early, sure
1: early, early, that line gets long and it's a good pick me up. It's a great way to start the day. Um, you know, I do agree early cause that place gets crowded, but make sure you get in there, get your, you know, your muffin, your coffee, your cinnamon roll and get, get in and out and mm-hmm. just start, start your day off with a great Starbucks.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's excellent, that's advice, excellent advice, advice. And, and just to sort of like, I don't know, add to what you were just saying. I would also say that if you're more of a Joffrey's lover, if that's more your your cup of coffee, no pun intended, I would say <laughs> Alyssa's like, I hear enough dad jokes as it is. I don't need you doing this, Jared. Uh, Welcome
1: to my world, everybody.
0: <laughs> no, I would just say there is a Joffrey's located in Tomorrowland. Um it's back by Space Mountain. And if you, lots of times what I've noticed actually is when the Main Street Bakery is very, very busy, you can actually walk back to the Tomorrowland Joffrey's and that tends to be a lesser line. Um, You know, I'm not saying that's always going to be the case, but just another thing to add there, if you're looking for coffee, but you see the Main Street Bakery line and you're like, that sounds like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Um, this is going to be another tip, by the way, we do in the other, you know, guides to the other parks when we do episodes on the other three parks. Because, by the way, this is the first episode in a, in a four-episode uh, journey. Uh, might not be four episodes back-to-back, but we will do a perfect day in Animal Kingdom and a perfect day in Epcot. Like, we're going to give you guides to all four parks. But regardless, when it comes to coffee in the Magic Kingdom, what Alyssa just said is extremely true. And another, it, again, the reason I say early is because, guys, I'm not kidding. If you wait till 10, 30, 11, when everybody's in the Magic Kingdom, including the people who sleep in a little bit more or the people who are like coffee addicts, you need their second or third coffees, um, you know, uh, looking at you, some of the members on our Mickey Blog team. Uh, but like the people like that, they the line literally goes out the door. And Alyssa can confirm that for sure. Absolutely.
1: And to give Joffrey's their credit, they have those huge donuts.
0: They do. Yeah. So I'm just
1: saying, you know, like if you, if, if you want to go Starbucks V Joffrey's, you know, there could be a little bit of a, you know, battle because, you know, you have your Starbucks coffee, but you have your Joffrey's donuts. And guess what? Mm -hmm. In a perfect world, you could do both. If you get your Starbucks in the morning and then maybe you do your Joffrey's late morning. there's there's no it's not either or disney is not either or disney is all
0: yeah no i i agree i think i think that's excellent advice it really is and and look you don't have to like Alyssa was just saying you don't have to choose you know with disney stuff you don't have to choose okay like you get to enjoy everything and there's something for everybody that's the whole point it's the whole point of what Walt disney's envision originally was was creating an inclusive place that makes everybody feel like a child, and there's something for everybody. And that's the reason why I love it. I mean, the other day, we covered Not So Scary, Mickey Blog, which, by the way, if you're interested in looking at Not So Scary content, we have a full YouTube video out. We have countless blog posts out. We have so many videos on social media and posts. I mean, we we really tried to cover it all. But what I was going to say is the other night at Not So Scary, We had one, one member of our Mickey blog team who was like going crazy about Pooh Bear and their outfits. We had another member who was just like so hyped about the parade. I was in Adventureland, just like the only person just like jumping up and down for the pirate band. Like, (laughs) you know, that's a really great example of like, there's something for everybody. Like I, I, my Mickey blog reporters that I work with, they don't care about the pirate band the way I do, but but it's there and there was a bunch of other people there who were super excited about it. Like, you know, that's the beauty of Disney. There's something for everybody. Can I share
1: something, Jared? This is a little, little off topic, but it kind of, you know, I'm still in the ABD brain, the adventures by Disney brain, but I thought this is kind of cool. You mentioned about, this is what Walt wanted, how everybody would get to do something together. And obviously that's, that was his vision. Um, So I will say, and this is, a real highlight of our trip. Um, We got to, uh, our adventure guides took us to Griffith Park. uh, And I don't know if anyone knows what Griffith Park is, but that is the park that houses the carousel that Walt Disney used to take his two daughters to and Mm -hmm. sit there. And that's where his vision of Disneyland came to be because he was watching his daughters. We actually saw the carousel.
0: That's awesome.
1: And um, now to be fair, it's closed um, The owner of the carousel only opens stuff every once in a while, but we were there and saw the carousel in Griffith Park. And it's it was um one of those surreal moments where you're like, this is where the idea of Disneyland, thus Disney World and other Disney parks around the world came to be where that was the carousel where he sat on the bench and said, I'm just sitting here watching. I want to be a part of it. Um, so it just reminded me of being able to drive by that carousel area and be like, that's where Walt actually, um, yes. And I have to also say, can I say this too? Because I'm no, like no. all giddy about ABD. <laughs> I also, and this is so irrelevant, but I have to share this because it's I'm busting. Um, and there's a picture I have. I actually, and, and many other Mickey travels agents do as well. I actually held Walt Disney's Oscar that he held. That's so
0: cool.
1: Yeah. I just had to share that with you. Anyway, that was, that was at the studios and I was actually literally like my hand is where Walt Disney's hand was.
0: (laughs) I didn't want to wash it.
1: So there it is. There's my hand there see Walt Disney's (laughs) hand. Anyway, that's for another, that's for another uh, podcast, but sorry. I'm like busting adventures by Disney right now. I'm coming back into Magic Kingdom. I'm back.
0: No, you're good. And I will say the carousel is another, you know, classic, classic attraction in the Magic Kingdom. They're located in the direct center of Fantasyland that um, never really has a long line. Um, but I always see so many like smiling kids faces on it. And it just never really goes away with with how much it can make young ones happy, which I think is really amazing. And just to add to your fun fact, by the way, Alyssa, because I'm a, I'm a movie person, like I'm obsessed with films and I'm that kind of person where you start a movie with me and I'm probably obnoxious because I'll give you like 10 fun facts about the film. And I'll be like, did you know that that location, um, the the actor didn't really want to go there? And then the studio, like, it, people are like, what? Just, just, okay, Jared, just let me enjoy the film. <laughs> but uh, Griffith Park is also, uh, that whole carousel is a huge inspiration for Mary Poppins. Um, so the entire carousel scene in Mary Poppins was completely conceived. And that whole idea came from Walt's memories and fond times spending uh, at that park. So very very cool that you got to experience that for sure but when it comes to i guess my next piece of more specific tips and tricks when it comes to attractions you know this may not be like oh do this first or you know uh do this last whatever like what comes to mind when you're giving advice on people to people uh for the magic kingdom when it comes to attractions because like for me like there's little, little tiny tips and tricks that I really, really enjoy. Like, like enjoying, like experiencing again. Now you want to enjoy the fireworks if you've never seen it before, but like going on big Thunder Mountain while the fireworks are going on can be like one of those moments where you're like, wow, that was incredible. Or going on the people mover during sunset when the sun's setting over the Magic Kingdom and you can see the castle. It's, it's really, really amazing. Like there's little tips and tricks that I have with attractions, if you're gonna, that might be worth adding into your day to make it really, truly perfect. Do you have anything like that that comes to mind, Alyssa?
1: I do. Um, so speaking about people who are, I always tell guests, if your feet are hurting, if you're <laughs> tired, if you're hot... Go on people mover it is the most relaxing when yeah. people Mover was down for so long i was just where's my relaxing attraction where do i go yeah. um it's just so relaxing um you can just a little tip uh depends on the cast member but at the end if you're on it and you just say can i go around again if you have a nice cast member they'll let you stay on for a kind of a, a second go round. Um, depends on who you ask. But um, so I always say that. Um, the other thing I like to also mention, because we are, it's, it seems very timely and relevant because right now it's about 178 degrees outside. Um, so I, it seems relevant to me. Yes. But when you are looking for a cool down, I always say please go visit Carousel of Progress or Hall of Presidents. Both mm-hmm. of those attractions are a place to sit down. They're about a 15 to 20 minute, um, attraction. Is that sound about right, Jared? Um, yeah. so it's a great 15 to 20 minutes of cool down sort of refresh. I've seen people fall asleep in both multiple times, right? We've all seen people fall asleep in both of those. Um, they're great attractions on their own, right. like in their own yeah. I am a huge fan of Hall of presidents. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it's a war. I think it's extremely moving. It is so well done. I'm a history buff. So to me, love it regardless, but it's a great place to just take, you know, kind of pick your feet up, sit down, cool off, um, carousel progress equally the same. Um, so I always like to remind people if it's hot, which it is right now in Florida, those are great places to, uh, sort of get out of the heat, um, and just sort of relax for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm on I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum as you were. I'm a huge fan of Carousel of Progress. I don't care as much for Hall of Presidents, but I'm a huge fan of Carousel of Progress because I am also a history buff and I love the whole history of that attraction from the World's Fair to, you know, waltz the the entire idea of that attra- attraction is really, you know, keep moving forward, keep looking towards the future, never stop innovating, which ties in heavily to like Epcot and a lot of other Walt's ideas. But, you know, these, these shows, especially these historical ones, like those two, they're very important as well. If you are a history fan, make sure to stop by the, those two, because they, they really like just tie into not just Disney history, but history in general. Um, and, and, another great show there that i always grew up doing especially when we needed a little ac break too was uh phil hart magic um i always really enjoyed that especially as a kid i mean it puts you right in the disney films and you know it's it's just really fun and and uh you know it gives you something to do so that's that's another great piece of advice now and i have
1: to say jared also when you mentioned just real quick about carousel progress that's the early days of audio animatronics as well. Yeah. Um, So just seeing, you know, that beginning, because Walt obviously had a part in that. Um, And uh, I think that when you look at the audio animatronics of of, um, Carousel Progress, that is, those are the early days when audio, audio animatronics was just being created and perfected. So that's another kind of neat aspect of carousel progress.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Now, let me get into a specific topic next that I think you and I will both have some some good advice for, but this is something that I care deeply about and a lot of people don't think about when they're planning a, a Disney day or a Disney vacation until you're actually there. Um, but it's something that I personally know I have a lot of knowledge on and something I care deeply about, and that's photos. Um, so, what I wanted to talk about with you, Alyssa, is great places to take photos while you're in the Magic Kingdom that can really elevate your Disney day and make it really perfect. Now, this could be photos of just the of like the castle by itself, or you know, the Tangled Tower by itself, or an attraction. Like, there's great places that we can list off like that, but also photos with your family because that's obviously a huge reason why you're going to take a photo is you want to take that family photo in front of the castle and all that. So totally understand that. Um, there's a few places that really come to mind that can really like make or I'm not gonna say make or break your day, but can really elevate your day. Because if you get some of these great photos with your family, then that could be on your wall for a decade or 20, 20 years. You never know. I mean, I still have a lot of, very fond family photos with my family that are still on my wall or my family's walls you know so um do you have any tips advice things like this when it comes to this specific topic Alyssa? because when it comes to like photopass obviously photopass those they're amazing and those cast members are amazing and they're gonna be located all throughout the park especially up and down main street utilize that of course but if you needed a few spots to take a photo with your family, do you have any tips or tricks when it comes to that?
1: Well, it's funny you say that because I was going to go as simple, but as important as saying, seek out a pass photographer. And yeah. I know that that sounds simple, but they are strategically located yeah. throughout each of the parks. Very purposefully. They are yeah. at the best photo op locations. Uh, Now there are lines for those. Um, Here's the crazy thing about that question, Jared, is they are at the locations that I would want to take pictures of myself and my family. But the problem is, is that if I, there's a, there's a lot of people there. So they've sort of already sort of um, Mm -hmm. that this is, yeah, they, they just put their, their, you know, their name on it. Like this is where I'm standing. So I would actually say, you know, Seek out the pass photographers, even if you don't want, if you don't, if you didn't purchase Memory Maker, that's okay. Go to where they are because they are purposely at the best locations for photo ops anywhere yeah. in the parks. Um, so that's like my best advice of whether you're utilizing the Memory Maker or not, which by the way, huge fan of Memory Maker Mm -hmm. just saying because it allows everyone to be in the in the pictures and yes you can do your selfies but there's it's a little different um I will say one of my favorite and there are there is a photo pass photographer there but one of my favorite places to get a picture is in front of the partner statue yeah I I do I just find that to be kind of you know and also real quick and um I also love the Mickey and Minnie 50th statues in magic kingdom i think that's mm-hmm. a gr- another great photo uh, another great photo spot
0: yeah i mean the thing is is obviously you want to get your photo in front of the castle when you're when you're going to the magic kingdom and this adds sort of some helpful again just to wrap it back to, or it's the beginning of the episode this adds some helpful reminders to your plate in terms of rope dropping because i can tell you when you do rope drop when you get there early the hub where the castle is located, all the statues, is far, far more empty than by 2 p.m., You know 3 p.m., 4 p.m. So getting over there early can give you some nice empty castle shots. Um, and Alyssa's right. The cast members, the PhotoPass cast members, are amazing, and they're typically located at every amazing spot. So... Even if you can literally just spot them and be like, okay, well, I don't have Memory Maker, but this looks like a good spot for a photo. Like, it, it, But regardless, just because I'm here and I'm hosting the show anyways, I'm going to list a few other great spots for you to go visit um, that don't always have a photo PhotoPass uh, cast member there. This is more specific little tips and tricks to help you make your Magic Kingdom Day perfect. Um, the Purple Wall, for example. A lot of people really love the Purple Wall. Not just because, you know, it's become kind of iconic, this giant purple wall. Take the photos in front of the purple wall, of course, but also turn around and take some photos of the castle in the distance because there's water right there. There's the bridge to Tomorrowland. It's a really pretty spot, and the crowds usually aren't that, uh, aren't super, super um, heavy over there. Um, Another spot that I really love is a place that most people in the community have nicknamed like cinderella's path and that's over by where the brave meetup used to be um where you used to be able to meet merida now it's going to be where you'll meet Mirabel from encanto which is exciting um there's a little side path that leads towards the back of the castle um usually pretty empty there's a wishing well over there it's really really beautiful great spot to take photos with your family or just great spots to take photos of the castle, which, you know, I tend to overdo it, take too many. Um, And then on the other side, uh, my last little tip in terms of castle photos is over by Liberty Square. You head over towards Liberty Square, there's a Liberty Square bridge. Another great spot where you can take photos with your family. The castle will be behind you. There's some water right there and there's not as many crowds. I mean, so it just depends. I mean, obviously, it's great to take the photo in front of the castle in the hub, but you just got to be aware that it's everybody wants that shot. So be aware of crowds, you know. So,
1: Jared, you didn't mention your Crystal Palace shot that you did this morning. Oh
0: yeah, that's true. And that true. is
1: you, we, I, you might want to just take a thirty seconds and talk <laughs> about that. We we all love yeah. that shot, and you. This is, I believe, your second year that you've done yeah. this, and if you want to explain, it's it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, so over by Crystal Palace, um, you know, which is in my opinion, that's actually my favorite restaurant and the Magic Kingdom. But like when you go over to Crystal Palace before you're heading over to Adventureland, if you walk up the steps to Crystal Palace during festive times of year, like Halloween or like Christmas, they set up Garland on those poles. And uh I found a spot a few years ago basically where if you put your phone in between the garland, you can spot the castle in the distance, and there's a pumpkin at the bottom. I also really love this spot during the holidays, where there's you know Christmas garland up and down those poles. So beautiful spot to take a photo of the castle. Uh, this isn't really a isn't one to take of other people. This is more so for yourself to take a castle shot. Um, but if you if anybody is actually curious about you know, spots to take great photos of the castle. Maybe not with people in it, but um, head over to the Mickey Blog TikTok page because we actually have a whole playlist set up for uh, photo spots. Um, for for us, our whole team takes tens of thousands of Disney photos a month. So over time, you find your spots that you really, really love, and that's definitely one that's that's very, very sincere to me for sure.
1: Now, if you choose to reach out to a Mickey Travels agent and do an Adventures by Disney Southern California Backstage Magic adventure, they will take you into Disneyland Park before park opening, and you can take pictures of the castle empty.
0: Can you guys tell that Alyssa had a good time on this Adventures by Disney trip?
1: <laughs> Just saying. I have I think that's my third throw out, but... Yeah, just want to let you know. So, if you want an empty park, we had agents who were, had that, you know, nobody behind them laying down kind of, you know, on their, on their stomachs kind of picture that you are lucky to get if you're there at 2 2 a.m. in Magic Kingdom. Very, very special. So, I just want to let you know, speaking about photos, I think that's a very unique opportunity if you're interested in adventures by Disney at the Southern California Backstage Magic Adventure.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really great advice because the thing is, is that's what separates, you know, those extra unique things that you get, you know, when you book like an adventures by Disney and, and get these experiences, you know, that you really can't get anywhere else. And, you know, um, because I can give you tips and tricks all day on photo spots, but at the end of the day, if you're visiting on Christmas week and uh there's there's 10,000 people around you. There's only so much there's only so much I could say. I mean, it's going to be busy. There's going to be people and it's not it's not always easy to to get the perfect shot. But this is why those cast members, those photo pass cast members really are so important. As Alyssa said earlier, you know, they just know exactly how to get that perfect shot for you. They know exactly where to stand. It's just it's really really great. So Um, I guess my next thing, Alyssa, was before we wrap up today's episode is, do you have any other things that really make Magic Kingdom days or trips special to you? Um, everybody's got their own individual things. For example, like I was talking about earlier with sitting upstairs at Columbia Harbor House, which I know both you and I have had, uh, you know, both have nice experiences and enjoy doing, but sometimes there's little specifics, uh. So is there anything that you really specifically enjoy about your park days that maybe not everybody um else does or knows about?
1: So just a couple of things just to I guess again to wrap up this episode um and I'll just kind of go through them kind of quickly rather than focus on each one. Um first and foremost, I always love to spend time um just stopping for a moment and enjoying the dapper dance. Um I think yeah. that's always really fun on Main Street. Uh, I love it even more when they're not on the horse and carriage, when they're just out and about and taking 10, 15 minutes in front of the Emporium. That's a really fun moment um, for a day. Um, Another thing that a lot of people miss, but I think is very special is the flag retreat every day. Um, I think that that's something that if you're in the Magic Kingdom during that time, you do want to take, come go over and watch it. It's, it's, it's really, it's beautiful. Um, So that's another Mm -hmm. one that I think is really cool. Um, Lastly, I would give any advice of making sure you secure a great spot for the Festival Fantasy Parade. Because that's a great parade Mm -hmm. each day. In addition, securing a good spot for the Happily Ever After fireworks. Um, Two more quick things, because I want to make sure I just kind of throw them out there. Um, I would recommend doing your shopping at, you know, when things are super busy in the parks with attractions, you know, take a moment, get out of the heat. If it's hot, do your shopping. Um, I'm not a fan of going shopping first thing in the morning because you have things to get to get over to your favorite attractions. The your the merchandise will be there. It's not going anywhere, but the lines will get bigger at the attractions throughout the day. Um, unless you're a Mickey blog reporter and you have to get a whole, uh you know, merchandise drop and you have to do that. Then you want to go there early. So you got that Jared, don't go yeah. over to space mountain. Make sure you stay in the emporium. Um, And then the other thing, I think one of the biggest tips, if we're going chronologically, is after fireworks are over, hang out for a little bit. Don't go to the front of the park and leave because everybody is running to the monorails, to the buses, to the watercraft. It's kind of insane at the end of the night. Go in and go shopping in the emporium, go get a Starbucks. And just kind of relax, you know, go, go, you know, somewhere else. Um, as I always say, swim upstream, go the opposite of where everyone else is going. Because when fireworks are over, there is a mass exodus out of Magic Kingdom every single night. So my advice is don't make yourself crazy. You'll, your kids will be really cranky. The bus, the wait times for the buses are insane. Why don't you, rather than taking time to wait, Take time to enjoy Magic Kingdom. Give it 20, 30 minutes and then head out so that you took those 20, 30 minutes rather than waiting. You were enjoying the park a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think those times like 2, 3, 4 p.m., you know, things like in the mid afternoon, um, those times where people have just park hopped and there's lots of people there, like those are great times to get out of the heat for a little bit and do your shopping then because, you know, end of the night, you might even say, oh, you know what, end of the night, I can't wait to shop then. But you're going to be exhausted, you know, and everybody's going to be leaving. And you're not the only one with the idea to do shopping at the very end of the night. So it's going to be busy in there. I mean, this is just the way things go. So just be aware of that. And uh, I agree. My last few uh, pointers and tips and tricks for, for the people, feel free to use them or completely disrespect disregard whatever um i think taking a trip on the Walt Disney World railroad is always a great idea um you know even if it's just one lap around or if you actually do want to utilize it to stop at one of the other two stops around uh the park um it's a great way to you know kind of learn about the park see the park uh cool off you know to take a breather sit down things like that so uh just quick little tip trick for that um and then also my last little you know tidbit is um you know sort of this is very simple guys but try to take in your day you know when you can because i know we spoke so heavily about like go 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 here first go here first and if you're going to use this but you know it's so easy to let your day slip away You know, and I think it's important to take a moment and that's why those photos are so important um, to appreciate where you are and and what you're seeing. And and that's why often I think, you know, really taking a look around each land and learning the history of it, walking around and seeing how different parts of the land. I mean, these are things that, you know, there's a lot of care and love that went into each land around the Magic Kingdom and into this park. So. Be sure to just, you know, take those moments to appreciate it. Take some photos with your family and things like that. It's a simple, simple tip, but I promise you it's worth it. Um, But regardless, we do hope you enjoyed this episode today because we really tried to dive deep into Magic Kingdom specifically. Again, we are going to do episodes on the other three parks as well. Don't worry. Um, And we may even do a Disney Springs episode sometime. Uh, there's there's endless possibilities and ideas and and we're really just getting started on this podcast but regardless, I do want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in to the first forty episodes of this podcast. We really truly appreciate it. We just hit ten thousand downloads officially ten thousand different people chose to download uh an episode and listen and and that's something I'm just extremely grateful for so Thank you so much for everybody's support on this podcast. And we cannot wait to keep going. Got a lot more ahead of us. Thank you so much, everyone. Absolutely. So if you'd like to see more of our content, of course, head over to MickeyBlog.com where you can get the latest in all things Disney. Um, Head over to MickeyTravels.com if you ever need help in planning your next Disney vacation. And of course, follow us on social media. You can find Mickey Blog on Facebook, Twitter, well, I guess it's not Twitter anymore, but, you know, you get the point. Uh, Reels, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, which Mickey Blog is really diving deep now into YouTube content. So if you want to see some of those videos, including seeing myself in some of those videos with my much smarter and better uh, coworker, Miranda, <laughs> uh, go, feel free to check out some of that content. But we hope you've enjoyed listening. We. Drop new episodes of the Make It Blog podcast every single Friday. So tune in next week, whether you're listening on whatever platform or watching the episode on YouTube. We really appreciate it. And we can't wait to see you guys next time. See you guys later.
1: Bye.